Good morning, fellow Gooners, and welcome to another episode of Cannon Talk. I'm your host, Mona, and my co-host, as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Three games to discuss, you know, two against that we've took on Burnley, AFC Wimbledon, and then the North London Derby to discuss. But first, let's go to Turf more. Yeah, I think just, you know, going into the game, we were, like, you know, we're going into this game, and uh, I think most of the Gooners, like, as a whole, were already prepared for a scrap, if you think. Just a few weeks ago, uh, Jurgen Klopp was complaining about, you know, um, uh, Burnley's roughhouse tactics. And then, I mean, if anyone also saw the game, I think, last Monday evening, where Everton played Burnley, I mean, the sort of treatment that they were giving, um, Burnley were giving Richarlison, I mean, there was one where I didn't even, everybody were talking about, I don't know if you saw it also, where the tackle actually looked like it should have been a red, and the ref just said, you know, it was, uh, you know play on. Like it, it was like a double-footed lunge. I think there's, um, you know, there's a rule of trying to let the, the game flow a bit more. I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing, but I'm, I mean, we're seeing some ridiculous, some of the challenges let go, and then, you know, some challenges which you could let go, the refs pulling out cards. Yeah. So, uh, also going to the game with a 4-2-3-1 formation, uh, Ramsell, you know, kept his place. Then we had Tomiyasu, uh, White, Gabriel, and Tierney. And then Odegaard, a party, you know, shielding the back four. And then uh, attacking mids were Pepe, Smith-Rowe, and Saka, and then Aubameyang leading the line. What was your take on the squad? No, I think it was a very comfortable, like a, a strong lineup in terms of balance. Like, you know, you had that stability, but you also had that kind of guile and finesse in your attack. It can, you know, go from attack to defence. But I think... Um, defense to attack, sorry, but I think Arsenal also, you know, showed a bit of grit and and and, and kind of you know physicality, which which in get previous maybe games, you know, that they could have gotten walked all over. Yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, Burnley already start immediately on the front foot because I mean we were already also expecting uh, the long ball tactic from them because I mean that is normally shown shown as this thing. Kieran then has to intercept the ball from. Wood after good layoff, because I think he was trying to set up Goodmanson. But I mean, like already early alarm bells ringing for Arsenal to be, you know, prepared for what was to come. Something like that. But I think we looked defensively solid, you know, as 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 tough as Burnley came to us. You know, we 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 we, we looked like um, we were, you know, very tough to to get past. And then I think you know the likes of Ramsdale. I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like. Yeah. You know, he's a bit more commanding at the back. He takes he takes charge of his box, and I think you know his he, his defenders feel more confident with him around. Yeah. Then six minute Odegaard then releases Kieran Tierney. Uh, the Scotland whips the ball in. Everyone of course misses the ball, but Nick Pope manages to stick out a, a boot. But I mean, the ball then ends up falling to Pepe. Again, something you know that big flaw to his game. He lacks that little composure we needed at times in those sort of moments. And he ends up in the ball to skid out for a goal kick. But it, it seems like he's the type of player you know, he's very like form based or like you know it's, if, if he starts get, if he gets going in a season, mm. he doesn't stop. So I think he just needs that kind of you know one two goals or you know two goals after each other or like uh, mm. you know and a goal and assist. And I think his confidence will just keep on growing because we saw last season the type of player he can be. Yeah. So if if if, if like if that that can just work. I mean, we've we've seen times where we said you know he needs more composure. He's not finishing enough and all that. So 
you know, a charge like that, maybe in, in, in let's say, two, three weeks' time when his head is a bit right, you know, he, he smashes that and scores. But I think uh, it's all like, you know, you remember back in the day, the sort of criticism that, um, what was the guy, Abu Dhabi used to get with they said, on his day, he can be brilliant, but he could also be uh, really bad. So, but he never had that in-between level of, yes. of playing. Yes. And I think that's the thing with Pepe sometimes. Because, like, you are willing him on. You are, like, you know, getting yes. by. But, I mean, even that Norwich game also, okay, he ends up managing to, to set up Obama Young for the eventual winner against Norwich. But, I mean, leading up to that, he was, you know, uh, like suffering from lack of control. He was, like, either overrunning the ball or under-eating passes to his teammates. And then, I mean, you see, like, what you know, just mentioned also, he does now pop up with a, a certain thing now to, you know, like switch the game into our favor. But, you know, back to game. Um, Wood then ends up in the 10th minute knocking the ball long into Barnes. I mean, you could see they, those two are now the, almost like the specialists up front, especially with aerial bombardment. But, I mean... Uh, Barnes, of course, just places a header over. But, I mean, again, Arsenal allowing... Uh, look, I, I don't know if it was also a, 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 a tactic, but you could see it's only like we were only like, not, yeah, not gifting, really, but only like you have the ball, you do something with it. And as you were saying with, with the way we were set up, it's only like we were giving them more chances from outside the box. You know, not only they can, you know, get, you know play a bit of tippy-tappy around the box and get into the box and cause all sorts of chaos. But, I mean, we were now... Rather giving them long range efforts to have a pot shot at Ramsdale. No, exactly. I think, yeah, this is how we were we were set up. We we didn't like physically we matched Burnley, you know, we never got bullied and I think <clears throat> you know, we we come to think of it, we never allowed like Burnley, like those clear cut shots, you know, where maybe they would have bullied us in a set piece or they would have bullied us, you know, in some sort of way. It just seemed like we held really firm and and like I said, you know, for me, Ramsdale, big difference, having a commanding keeper in the box. Yeah. Then 30th minute, Saka goes on a fantastic burst through at the Burnley goal. And then gets, you know, I mean, the, the sort of tackle that, that even that guy got away with, um, what was it, Westwood? Yeah. He just hacks him down. And then, I mean, of course, I think there were a couple of players, you know, standing around the ball. And I, I mean... My personal take was I thought, okay, there's another sort of angle where Pepe could probably get some whip on that ball because I don't think Aubameyang is really going to do much with the ball. And I mean, then to see, uh, you know, uh, um, Odegaard taking seniority at the free kick, I mean, I found it actually impressive. And I think Arteta mentioned it also last week where he said you can actually now notice that, that um, Odegaard is now also captain of Norway. So you can actually see he's now taking also on the in the training ground. They also like uh, he will sometimes discuss things also with Arteta and the coaches and even with this like with Aubameyang like being this like a skipper about certain aspects of the game. Like you know that needs to be tweaked, etc. But back to the game, he ends up stepping up and I mean he ends up beating a perfect curler, beats the wall and beats Nick Pope one 0 Arsenal. Yeah, a bended like Beckham free kick, you know, reminding of almost that, that similar range that, he, that Beckham did against Greece. But it, it just shows, you know, we, we, we've been missing a, a type of um, player like that, um, you know, who can just hit a free kick with, with such finesse. Um, I know Aubameyang and Pepe can hit free kicks, but it just seems like an Odegaard, you know, has that danger to do it all the time. And I mean, he, he's, he scored some dangerous goals outside the box for us as well, so... 
you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe, you know, there's the right side for Austin, keeping more goals from midfield. And, like, you know, he, like, he, he's, he also not scared to put in a tackle, you know. I'm not, yeah, like, yeah. you know, compared to Ozil. I mean, you know, Ozil was a world-class, like, on his day. But it just seemed like, you know, I'm not saying Odegaard's better than Ozil. I'm just saying that in a game at Burnley away from home, you know, Odegaard has that pass, that shot, that free kick. But he also has that, you know, I'm I'm willing to put my body on the line when I need yeah, to yeah. as well. Because I mean, you can see he's got that attitude of I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm up for the scrap. So I'm yes. also impressed. Um, then nine minutes later, Tarkovsky floats a ball into the Arsenal box. Barnes and of course manages to, you know, bring the ball down. And as he's about to pull the trigger, fantastically gets snuffed out by Gabriel and Tomiyasu, like with a, you know, almost like half sandwich him. To like allowing to just blaze the ball over the bar, but I mean, fantastic defending by both because I mean, you could see Ben White looked kind of lost when that ball came in. And I mean, Tommy, I saw read the situation immediately. And I mean, Gabriel already saw that uh, Barnes already has a bit of a drop on him, so I mean, he had to go all or nothing in on the tackle. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, too, as well for me, you know, as a solid performance, like in that half as well, like he, 1v1, he's, he's really beaten. You know, sometimes you see the likes of Ballardino, you know, Cedric, or whoever sometimes playing on the right back getting skinned. Yeah. But um, Tommy Yatsu, you know, and I did put my hand up as well because I wasn't happy with the signing when, yeah. when it came out. You know, I was like, you know, you're seeing Ronaldo signing for United and this and this signing. And you're like, but yeah, we're signing, you know, Tommy Yatsu, who is he and why are we signing him? But, you know, it, it, it seems to be working as far. And, you know, going into the off with 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 a solid backline, and you can see the the spine of this team is slowly starting to take shape. Yeah. Um, then I mean, forty fifth minute, Smith Rowe ends up getting at the end of a, a decent cross from midfield. But I mean, I, I now thought to myself, as you know, heading towards goal, I thought to myself, look, you've got now the goal is more central, so you know, pick your shot. And I mean, he ends up trying to almost like blast the ball through Nick Pope, and I thought uh, again. You need him to have that, that bit of guile, and I think that's the sort of thing that he really lacks to his game, that, that sort of guile where he's, you know, you try to make it more unpredictable for the keeper to save. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's not, it's not the first time, you know, when he's bearing in on goal that he's, he, he eats it straight instead of, you know, picking a spot, opening your foot up, curling it, you know, around the keeper, or, you know, putting it with, putting your laces through it, the other side of the keeper, so... I think he's. I think he needs to work on that. I mean, he'll be a real talent. He's an idiot talent, but he'll be a yeah. real talent if he can start putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Then second half, fiftieth uh, minute, uh, but me ends up in teeing up uh, Goodmanson. Gabriel again makes a decent block, and I mean with a rebound, Westwood then just uh, blasts the ball at uh, uh, Ramsdale, who makes a decent save to flick over. No, that's. Um... I, I was really impressed with Gabriel. You know, he he showed glimpses of that that form that that was his, where he got player of the month for us. You know, that you got second a month. You know, before he ended up being a bit shaky. But I think this 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 backline of ours just complement each other. You know, and I won't get on a lot about it, but I mean, you know, it's they just have that. You know, Ben White with Gabriel as the, the they have it with the Wiatu and and Tierney. They just have this kind of combination of, you know, it seems to be working. Yeah, because I mean, it looks way more almost like they trust each other. You know, what, what also builds a 
a decent defense. I mean, you also need that sort of trust in each other where you know, okay, if I'm going to mess up here or whatever, this guy's going to have my back uh, or cover me in it. Uh, then 52nd minute, uh, again, Smith Rowe gets a chance. Again, uh, he's sight at the keeper. I mean, again, really frustrating moments because this is the sort of thing where you and I have been talking about throughout this early part of the season where that that final third is like, we, we're still really, really goal shy. And for me, yeah. it's, it's something that we need to kind of sort out. It's all good and well, you've got your defence doing there, but, but it's almost like you're making your defence even work 10 times harder now because you're not finishing the chances up at the other end. So it's almost like every yeah. time it's like we have to now, you know, live in hope that, you know, these guys are going to have a, a good match plus the goalies and they have a good game to, to almost like save our bacon here because it's really frustrating to see every time I mean, I don't know if it's like down to being people are being casual up front or because I mean they they want to put like they say these these training videos up on, on Arsenal on like you know the YouTube channel. But I mean, you see you know top bins finishes, you see like you know all that finesse stuff, and then but when it comes to this, like when it really matters, then it's like you know straight into the keeper's body, straight every or into. Play uh, over taking two or three extra touches in the box, and should have just you know pull the trigger immediately. So I don't know where that sort of thing can still be now fine tuned, or do you do, is it something that we now lacking where where you actually have to bring in a sort of forward to fix the sort of thing? Because I mean the guys that we got are almost like way too hesitant when they need to pull the trigger. No, that's hundred percent right, correct. And I mean. You know, maybe you look at some results where we, you lose 1-0 or you draw 1-1. Yeah. Uh, points are lost when 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 you, you don't also convert on the other side. Like you said, you know, it's one thing where you trying to concede every week. But Arsenal at the moment, you know, has that solid presence about them. To um, <clears throat> Against Norwich, you know, 1-0 win. Now against Burnley, you know, as we're going into the second half, we were 1-0 up. But, I mean, there were chances where we could have made it. 2-0, 3-0, and, and the game's done. And you and you're allowed to set not concede a goal. I mean, you know, you get slated so much. Let's say you draw one one, or like I said, you lose one nil. You know, that looks oh Arsenal's defense, you know, one mistake. I mean, mistakes do happen, but if Arsenal's attack can you know start piling in the goals, sometimes yeah. the costly error at the back doesn't dent somebody's confidence because let's face it, you know, if you if you make a bad pass or you make a bad tackle and, and your your team loses the game. Even though you had ample chances to win it, you know that that will eat on a player. And maybe you know we 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 saw that you know um, with with but what could have happened with the, the Ben White back pass to um, to Ramsdale? Yeah, I mean, look, that was which uh, was the 68th minute. Uh, you know, I, I still don't know what his thinking was there because I thought he was going to give almost like Ramsdale a better opportunity to get to the ball or. You know, if he was unsure of himself, just, you know, move the ball out into touch. Because for me, it almost like it really stained his performance of the game in general. Because up to then, as you were not describing the defence, he was doing quite well. Uh, yeah, Ramsdale ends up making the challenge. Luckily, he manages to get a few starts on the ball. I mean, I didn't pick it up immediately because I, I mean, I was immediately thinking, you know, Stonewall penalty. But I mean, after the VAR check, it came, like, it came in back that, uh, Ramsdale touched the ball, and then Vidra, of course, with a follow-through of Ramsdale, he went over. But, I mean, the tackle was the first point of impact, so no penalty was given. Oh, that could have been really ugly, but it would be other way around. I mean, you see, it's like that type of things. You know, I, I know at the stage, you know, I was 
quite angry with Arteta when we when we play, you know, when, like you know, wanting maybe it's time for him to leave the club, etc., etc. And maybe it still is, you know, maybe he doesn't get the attack right and we still don't get the results. But I mean, a pass like that, you know, he can't help that. You know, that's not something that technically it's his fault. That and we've seen Arsenal do a lot of those type of things in games when it causes them to drop points. Yeah. So Arsenal in seventy fourth minute in bring party off. I mean, he he actually asked to be subbed, which I found strange because I'm already thinking. Look, you got everybody, you know, playing with all hands on the pump, and I mean, you the last thing you actually want to do is like with somebody just saying, uh, you know, I want to come off. And you know, for a split second, I was telling another friend of mine on on, on Facebook. Uh, I actually started getting a glimpse of that, that thing that he did against Tottenham last week, <laughs> where he just walked off the field when he was... And I thought to myself, you know, even if you have to um, just make yourself a nuisance or whatever, but you yeah. don't like, walk off and then... And I thought to myself, at least, okay, you give him the, the, the signal, but you just see that you still show... Yes. Or not that, that obvious, because... I mean, just an example. I watched a La Liga game on, I think, Monday evening at Barcelona, Granada, I think. And uh, the left back of Barca pulled his back muscle, but he was still trying to, you know, put up a strong face and 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 play on. And then um, uh, what was it? One uh, centre back of them on your Tuesday, no? But he not about PK of the other one. But the guy actually gestured to the touchline, and then he just like he wagged his finger and then he just pointed to the back, and he started like pressing the side, but then he like pointed with his thumb to the to the left back, and then they you could have see Barcelona already bombing uh, the backup uh, left back. So, I mean, something like that had to be done there because I mean, I thought it was with parties like up with his hands in the air, showing the substitute motion. I thought, oh god, <laughs> but I mean, that being said, he didn't came off, Maitland Niles came on, and I must say, it was actually an improvement having now somebody now there that was now not only fresh but compared to that, you know, that, that Norwich game, I think we played, or oh, not Norwich, was the main team, and we. He looked a bit not sure of himself, and but I mean, he actually looked more short when he came on. I actually felt confident just seeing Michael Niles on the ball, and he wasn't like winning us time, you know, when 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 uh, Burnley were trying to force the tempo with a like a high press. That he was actually like you know just hanging on the ball and just keeping us or giving that sort of edge. Because look up then, like say I think what was it, ten or twenty minutes before uh, Smith Rowe. Uh, to come off and Lokonga came on. And I mean, the two of them actually made a decent combo in the center of the park because with those two midfielders off, Lokonga, the responsibility they fell on Lokonga and Maitland Niles. And I mean, they were pulling the strings and like, you know, the you know, as we fade into the latter parts of the match. Yeah, no, I think, you know, having that kind of, that substitution was a clever substitution to make, you know, because yeah, yeah. yes, yes, we wanted to maybe score a second goal, but I mean, you also had to think of the leg, fresh legs, and like you said, Lukonga and, and, and um, Maitland now started pulling the things and dominating the game and, and yeah. kind of just slowing it down to our tempo, which, you know, kind of just allowed the game to peter out almost to the yeah. to the final whistle. Yeah, no, the eighth minute, I mean, I was again shocked there because... Uh, Tierney then has to come off with cramp. Uh, Tavares it comes on, but again, this is also a topic. I mean, I was gonna, uh, you know, make it as a talking point, but as I said prior to the podcast, now I'm not really gonna do a, a talking point thing today. But I mean, this leads me to a now like a point where 
what like we are losing i mean i don't know if it's not the, the style of training that's been intensified and that but it's almost like we're losing if we go now i mean any of you guys can go back on the last few matches that we played we actually losing more players through cramp than actual like actual injury yeah yeah that is so true that is 100 true about it it's a strange thing to happen like yeah. like you said do these players exert themselves that much at training that when it comes on a match day that they almost have you know only 60 minutes, 70 minutes, 75 minutes in the tank before they start wobbling. Because, I mean, if you think, uh, look, okay, tell me, tell me, I still played these arse off against Norwich. And, I mean, yeah, to now we subbed at the, what was the 60th minute that tank yeah. game. But, I mean, you can see with the Burnley game, he, I mean, look, he was, at that point, you can see he was, like, eating pain levels. But, I mean, he was, like, you know, gritting his teeth and he was playing through that, all that sort of barrier, pain barriers. So, I mean, that really impressed me, especially like, people I also like, like, <coughs> excuse me, like Odegaard, he was doing like a sort of combo press with Aubameyang for most parts of the match. And I mean, he, he just kept on running and running. And I mean, if you remember also, there was a, a part, I think, what was the 87th minute where, uh, you know, Burnley just threw everybody forward and he ended up making a, a tackle, and, like the, he dispossessed the guy. And set up an attack, a counter-attack again for us. But even the Odegaard was in our box to make the tackle. And I mean, it was like on his feet, not diving in or anything. And just through strength and scrapping, he gets the ball. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, I just think at the start of this you know, podcast, that the difference a guy like he makes, you know, he can have an attacking flair and, yeah. and um, with Kyle and Vanessa. But he also gets stuck in and not scared to make a tackle and have an extra body when defending. So... You know, he becomes a, a vital part of the team. Yeah. So, I mean, we end up seeing the game out. I mean, there were a few, not actually, I wouldn't say scares, because I think that latter part, they actually did see the control there. And, and I mean, uh, the, the chances that Vidra and Corne had was just like blazing past and over the, the, the goals. So, I mean, three points for Arsenal, we move up to 13th place. Yeah. And, and like, I know you sent me a picture of, of Ramsdale, I, I thought you you would probably make bring it up as well. But like you know, same team, but the season ago, um, that when Leno passed the ball to Xhaka, and you know he kind of kicked it into Chris Wood, and you know a Ramsdale kind of played a similar ball, but to I think just a party, but yeah. he's like pointing out like you know there's danger behind you kick it to your left or to your right kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, that the communication aspect is there. And, um, yeah, you just I just think that also with Xhaka not being in the team, it seems like, you know, they're playing a bit more free-flowing style of play. So, I think Xhaka misses still one more game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was now the game that we're now going to discuss, the Carabao Cup fixture against AFC Wimbledon. Um, I must say, you know, I was really annoyed that, uh, you know, there was a complete blackout to the game. Because I think the only yeah. way you could watch the match was either on Arsenal.com or Wimbledon's uh, well, website, which also you had to pay something for, like almost like a, a membership type of thing to be, even be able to watch the game, which I found really annoying because, I mean, you've got so much, uh, you know, TV subscriptions and stuff like that. And, and, I mean, you have to take this to get that and that to get take this. And so it's like you end up like with, Two to three or four packages, like sports packages, just to now watch, and then especially as Gooners, like look, we besides those that are now the same, but I mean, we spread up, spread out all over the world. So I mean, yeah, you want to get that opportunity to watch them, no matter what time. I mean, you also saw 
what time people in Australia and the states and that have to be where when they have to uh, watch these fixtures like at, at whatever in the morning and then so have to go to work and then yeah. Um, that being said, uh, somewhat bemused at the lineup. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned it to you on the night, but I mean to 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 play a league one side and you have three holding midfielders in a in a home match. I found a really strange because I really thought, uh, you know, we were really gonna throw almost like the kitchen sink at them. And I think at the other point also that that, that kind of uh, I wouldn't say annoy you, but like kind of irked me was there were none of the under twenty threes that made the starting eleven nor the bench. Oh yeah, because you were talking about what is guys named Patino, and and I've been I've been seeing like reading up a lot about him of late. So I, I thought maybe you would get a, a starting place yeah. in the game of this. You know, not, not that we should take them lightly, but I mean, I mean the guy, if the guy is the talent, you know, why not just throw him in with, alongside the experienced player, just to kind of, you know, get get the feel of how he's going to play. But like you said, three holding midfielders. It's, 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 like, was it actually needed? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the game as expected was one-way tra- tra- traffic. And I mean, to summarize also, it was a very, uh, you know, laborious match. Nothing was, you know, a given. I mean, we were just dominating, but again, not finishing the chances because, uh, okay, 11 minutes, we did get a penalty when uh, Martinelli was taken down by uh, the left-back, uh, Guinness Walker. Uh, like I said, it stepped up, you know, scored a perfect penalty. But again, then it was again a real, I mean, almost like not the tiresome, but it's like from what I even saw in that extended highlights and that it was, I mean, yeah, we're having the chances, but I mean, again, not clinically enough. And also not, you know, playing at the tempo where you're going to really hurt a team like Wimbledon. Because I mean, with all due respect, look, they will be there now, like for 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 a scrap because I mean they didn't also embarrass themselves. They did play a tough game, and I mean we had to now work for our goals. Then forty second minute, uh, their goalkeeper from a Sydney corner ends up I don't know miscuing the ball, and as the ball loops back at him, he ends up smacking the ball against the crossbar, and another yeah. ball ends up coming out. And I think Martinelli ends up was like scuffing the ball, but I mean they just throwing <laughs> bodies, you know that typical. You know, when you play League One or League Two sides, where they just every man is going to throw his body on the line to get in front of it. Yeah, I know that. that uh, I laughed at that because I thought you would have scored on that to make something happen, but the keeper like just smacked it onto his own crossbar. Like it's a unique way of making a save. Yeah. Then uh, second half, Arsenal. You know, in the final third for most parts of the game, but as I mentioned before, wasteful. While the midfield, you know, of course, were superior, you know, breaking the lines, but uh, it's not like there was just no cutting edge from either flank or up top. Uh, then there was also like a late rally by Arsenal, because, you know, as the game now wore on, because I was keeping it through, uh, watching it, the, the game through the like a ticker. Yeah. And I mean, I, when I saw the like the time frame already, and we were already beating the 70 minute mark and still, you know, not getting a second goal, but then almost like the late part in the game. This uh, eventual blitz by Arsenal. Smith Rowe gets on a goal on 77 minutes. And then Eddie Nketiah sometime later ends up scoring an audacious back heel. Yeah. To make it 3-0. And I'm in a date with Leeds at the Emirates. I mean, for me, again, very happy with the way that the cup run has been so far. And I mean, again, a home tie for us. Yeah, I think home tie against Leeds. I think, you know, let's hope we also rather focusing on you getting Leeds to get a, a victory in the Premier League. And, 
you know, trying to just get himself out of a relegation scrap. So for us, I think, you know, that should be a game we we take him to task and let's yeah. hope, you know, the other big boys falter around us, you know. It would be really nice to have a, a, a clear pass to that three-handled beauty trophy. Yeah, don't you worry. I mean, my eyes also the evening was like all over, like, you know, watching, okay, United out, uh, hoping with Chelsea, but I mean, they managed to scrape through on penalties. So, I mean, okay, I think Tottenham was edged out Wolves there on on penalties. And I mean, I think Liverpool are also one, Liverpool and Man City also of the others that are, you know, of the real strong teams that are still in the competition. But for me, you know, uh, just back to the old TV thing, the TV rights thing. I mean, they don't play Arsenal Wimbledon on the telly, but the day before they play Man City versus Wickham Wanderers, I believe. Um, I yeah. don't understand to be corrected, but so what is the difference? And I mean, Arsenal ended up having a an, a, a crowd of like t- over fifty thousand in the stadium, and I mean, Man City only managed I think uh, thirty eight or thirty six or thirty eight thousand on the uh, little tie. Yeah, oh, it's it's really crazy that they, that they, you know that they wouldn't have televised the game. But I was also like you know my side looking to see you know the way could I find the game, but you just couldn't see it anyway. Yeah. Um. So we move on to the big game of the weekend, the North London derby. Um. Also thirteenth, Spurs seventh. I mean, in the next installment, uh, look, Spurs had a fantastic start to the to the season. And it's almost like now teams are like after like three three or so games, there are teams that are now c- kind of figuring them out. And I, my just my take is uh, look, both of them will now be full strength because I was just checking also injuries and they they've got Son and Kane and yeah. know, you know like that yeah, back. Son is the main guy I think yeah. you know at the moment. And I mean we've got the majority of our squad is also uh, fit and ready. So like my take of the game is we should go that, that sort of route that um, Crystal Palace went against them, where you don't exert yourself that much. I mean, it's not like you must just give them free reign to dominate the game. Yeah. But I noticed Spurs play a sort of football where they force that issue with, like, you know, from the first minute to about 35th minute. And then you start seeing that sort of cracks, you know, coming into the game. And I, like, I mean, I first thought it was just like a kind of, like a, you know, to be honest, like a fluke with with um, Palace getting that win because look, Spurs also ended up getting. Uh, I think yeah, I'm not sure it was Ndombele when he got sent off. I think it, it was, was Ganga. Yeah. Where the guy didn't get sent off, and I just thought to myself, okay, uh, that was not to expect. Be expected like you got, you know, yeah. Spurs has got another pace. I'm um, sorry, Palace. But then I looked at the way Chelsea played, and it was almost like it, it was carbon copy because. Chelsea didn't like, you know, go all out. They almost like played a very conservative type of game. But I mean, when they when they then saw the the gaps now start forming after they you know weathered the storm, and I mean, look, Tottenham were swarming them, not maybe getting that free uh, shots and whatever on and the or raining shots on the goal. But I mean, the minute we got past that the thirty fifth or fortieth minute mark, and we going on to the latter part of the game, then Chelsea started you know finding those little gaps, started probing in that and. Ended up almost like embarrassing them at the end. Yeah, no, 100%. So, so hopefully we can come to the same approach and not, you know, give them a silly goal because last season, okay, at the image we got the result, but you know, that first um, time we yeah. played Spurs at the White Hart Lane, 
we 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 really almost you know threw the game away before the first half was over. Yeah, and I mean we made it so easy for for Kane's goal. We made it so easy for Son's goal because I mean Son's goal started what from our tech right? Was yes, it, it yes. The box. Yes, yes. The ball yes. and everything just fall apart, <laughs> and then of course. Uh, Thomas Party ends up walking off the field. It's <laughs> on the field again, Matteta. Um, with that, I mean, if do you have any points? No, 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 not at this point. Okay, so guys, hope you enjoy the podcast. Take care, guys. Enjoy. Good guys, have a good one.